morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this wonderful Wednesday? Um, I want to talk about leash reactivity today. Oh, Never-ending journey, never-ending battle for so many people. Um, again, people's comments make make me think about different ideas. They've got a whole list of different ideas that I want to talk about. We've got a, um, a video up on our YouTube channel. It's calling, it's uh, titled Healing and Leash Reactivity, They're Not Connected. And there was a comment from Ortega was right. Um, it's a public comment, so I was, if anything's a public comment, I'll, I'll put right out there. Um, their comment is, uh, that is my dog. Great heel and obedience, but all goes to hell when she sees another dog. She even has fantastic obedience around all kinds of distractions. The only thing that she gets worked up about is other dogs. Been working with her for a long time to resolve it. She's made improvements, but I cannot seem to close the deal. That's a very, very common thing. I have been talking about this forever. I get ridiculed for it, um, abused for it verbally, um, made fun of, and being told I don't know what I'm talking about when, in fact, I more than know what I'm talking about. And um, let me just make it really clear for everybody that's sitting in the back. I don't care how good of a heel your dog has. That has got nothing to do with leash reactivity. Zero. Nothing. Leash reactivity is its own animal. That's like saying your dog has got a great heel, but it's still resource guards. That doesn't make sense to most people, does it? The dog has a great heel, but it still jumps on people when they come in the front door. My dog has a great heel, but it barks out the front window. Those things don't make sense, do they? Because like, what does one have to do with another? Exactly. What does leash reactivity have to do with healing? Zero. Nothing. Nada. Leash reactivity is a separate animal and you need to treat it as a separate animal. Now, should you have a proper heel? Of course you should have a proper heel. It makes everything a pleasure to have a dog with a proper heel. Who wants to be dragged around by a dog? Not too many people want to be dragged around by a dog. So, how do you stop leash reactivity? It's so big, we have an actually online course on it. Let me put up the post right, let me put up the link right now. Academy solid canine training. If you if you struggle with leash reactivity right now, okay. And if you go to academy.solidcanidetraining.com, we have two leash reactivity courses. One is for $197. One is for $247. Don't forget, Patreon members always get 20% off of our courses. I would encourage everybody to join Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, you can go to www.patreon.com slash training. It's a membership program. It's only $10 a month. And that's where our Tuesday and Thursday Wake the Fuck Up With Jeff shows are done. That's where our Tuesday Zooms, Q&A, face-to-face are done. And that is also where you can get 20% off all your consults and all of your courses. And as Joel and I make more and more courses, which we're going to be doing a ton of this year, your, your $10 a month will, will 10 times the amount of savings that you will get. 
All right. I also would encourage people to join Instagram subscribers, not just joining it, but become a subscriber of it. Number one, we have a new dog coming in today at noon. A lot of the work we do will be only shown on Instagram stories if you're a subscriber. Not that we we're hiding anything, but we're just adding value. Uh, you've been giving away stuff for 20 years. I will continue to give away stuff. But the more and more we monetize our information, that's just the way it is. You're paying for experience. We're building people's careers. I've started over a 1,000 dog trainers in the industry making six figures. I'm giving them very, very good careers. And I will continue to do that, and I do it for free. I give free advice every day. But when you find somebody that's got good information, that knows what they're talking about, that knows how to solve a problem, and you're actually charging a client for it, and we can actually help you, that has value. Do you know how many times I get emails from someone saying, I need to do a um, counsel with you, or please answer my question in the next 24 hours because I've got a dog, client's dog going home in three days. Like, really? You want me to tell you how to fix that dog for free and you got paid for it? No, that's not the way it works. Join one of our membership programs. Ask a question. Don't be selfish. Joelle and I spend tens of thousands of dollars on, on, on learning every year to become better at what we do. Not dog training, but social media, business. I'll be investing in money in this new AI technology. What is it called? GPT chat. I'll be, I'll be buying a course on that. I'm going to purchase a course today on that. And a minimum, I'll get the app, which will cost me money. And then I'll be buying some coaching on it. Why? I think it's pretty damn incredible. It's going to help my radio show, help my posts, give us good ideas, help us spread more information. I don't expect it to be free. So let's get back to the basics here. How do you stop leash reactivity? Well, how do you stop any unwanted behavior? You need to apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. This is a factual statement, not an opinion. And if it hurts your feelings, tough shit. Facts don't care about your feelings. That's just the way it is. So what are some things you can do when you have leash reactivity? A lot of things you can do have got actually nothing to do with the actual walk. Is your dog getting away with lots of nonsense around the house? Is your dog have bad manners, being pushy, being snotty, claiming space? Let's talk about some bad behaviors. Does your dog get into the trash? Does your dog resource guard? Is your dog getting up on furniture when it's not allowed to? Is your dog then not listening to what you have to say? Is your dog taking your commands which are technically orders because we do live in a dictatorship with our dogs nonchalantly. Is your dog breaking commands over simple distractions? Your dog's in a, the place command and I don't know, Angelo, who's about to come out of his room and eat breakfast right now, 
Angelo comes out of his uh, of his room, and the dog breaks command. What's the consequence? There should be a high level consequence for that. There should be a very sorry about the noise in the background. Angelo is getting a his uh, uh, we're, we're putting an addition on the house, which will be Angelo's and Angelo's bedroom. We're also getting lots of landscaping work done. So we had a tractor. A, tractor here yesterday um so why are you letting your dog get away with those things you're letting your dog get away with a lot of the small stuff that's going on and some big stuff in the house but then when you go outside you want your dog to be perfect so what do you do start holding your dog more accountable in the house, become more valuable to your dog in the house. Be valuable to your dog in the car. Is your dog going side to side, barking out windows, not holding a command, always trying to jump into the front seat, jumping from the way, way back cargo area to the second seat? Is your dog being pushy? Does your dog bark at everything that goes by? Why? Why isn't that stuff being shut down and shut down immediately? It's simple to do. All these things that I've mentioned are simple to do, by the way. If you don't know how to do it, we have free or paid courses on it. Um, also on our Q&A on Wednesdays and Fridays, which I answer all questions. Usually on my Monday, Wednesday, Friday shows, I only answer questions pertaining to the subject, which would be leash reactivity today. Then... Take your dog to the front door, ready for your walk. If your dog's excited to go for the walk, jumping up and down, stop it. Correct the dog. That blows people's minds. I want my dog to like the walk. You do? Your dog's leash reactive. I want to like the walk. I want to like the walk. Me, the human, the one that pays the bills, the one that technically keeps this dog alive, I want to enjoy my walk. I don't want a leash reactive dog on a walk. I don't want to be dragged down, muscles pulled, which happens, back pulled out, broken hip, broken shoulder. All these things happen. Redirection. All these things happen. God forbid the dog gets loose, you have a dog fight. All these things happen. Walk up to the front door. Dog's excited. No, correct. Bonker, remote cower, if the leash is on, leash pop. Open up the front door. I don't care who goes out first. It's all permission-based. Is your dog already scanning? What's your dog scanning for? I'm not against scanning. I'm not against excitement. I'm against leash reactivity. So, what do you do? You correct for scanning. Walk out your front door. Your dog's excited. Correct. We have something called driveway drills where we tell people for the first week, go up and down your driveway just doing lots of commands. Sits, downs, 180s. Stop immediately. Pop into a sit. Put into a down. Walk away from your dog. Go back to your dog. Lift up the leash. Dog, dog gets up from a command for lifting up the leash. Boom. Correct it. Because I imagine we all have release commands. Command, such as down and release, such as free or break. 
me, me lifting up your leash doesn't mean you can break. Me giving you a pet, me saying good boy, good girl, me talking in a baby voice, another dog walking by, none of those things mean you can break command. Hold your dog accountable. Become valuable to your dog. Now, start going for your walk on week two, up and down your street. What's your dog doing? Who's important on the walk? You or the universe? You should be important. I'm not looking for a competition heel. If you're doing competition heels, kudos to you. Make sure your dog gets chiropractic care. Just to let you know, competition heel messes up dogs' necks. I'm not against it. I understand why people do it. Why? They're in competition. But the dog should be checking in with you. I'm not against the dog checking in with the world. I'm against leash reactivity. Understand what loading is. Loading is the precursor to an unwanted behavior. Understand what that is. All dogs give signs. High-level correction for loading. Don't wait till the dog explodes. You're trying to stay sober? Don't walk to the bar. Don't open up the door. Stay out of the bar. We've shown so many videos on how to stop leash reactivity. Whenever you see videos of two, three, four dogs walking through a big box store um, or even Barnes & Noble, Michael's Crafts, TJ Maxx, Home Depot, Lowe's with our staff, all those dogs were leash reactive. All those dogs were out of control. All those dogs lunged at other people. They don't do it. They don't do it um, in the big box stores. Why? Because they've had immense amount of training, and it passes on to owners. Which is another thing you need to do as a dog trainer. As a dog trainer, it's your obligation to show owners how to stop it because it's going to be worse around owners. If you work with dogs, you know that. If you work with dogs, you know that. So, the first sign of loading, which is what? It could be a stare, mouth could be closed, change of breathing, change of body position, ears go up, boom, hammer goes down. No, you don't hit your dog with a fucking hammer, people. Strong leash pop, 180 move, not just turn and walk away. Look at my video on the 180 move. It's highly forceful. Don't use force to train, bullshit. Absolutely, you can use force to train. You can use force, fear, and pain to train. Do you do it all the time? Of course we don't. But all those things are in the tool bag. Anybody that says you can't do it doesn't work with hard dogs. They don't. They don't. And everything is forced, by the way. F-Y-I. When you put a leash on a dog, you're using force to train. Half the dogs we get in are already fearful. There goes that theory. Dog comes after you, redirects on you, you inflict discomfort to the dog. And if you don't work with aggressive dogs, then you wouldn't know that. Dog has a history of trying to get into dog fights, attacking people. Pain is a great leverage. But you would know that if you don't work with these dogs. 
There has to be an inhibitor that stops the dog from doing these unwanted behaviors. So then what do you do? Correct the dog. Always say your marker word, which is no. And then carry on. Now, what do other people going to say? Nobody in particular. Notice in 20 years, I've never named names. But do a good search of me on social media. Everybody names my name, but I don't name names. So what do you do? They say, build a better relationship with the dog. And it won't do that. Baloney. Bullshit. You can have the best relationship in the world with your dog, and it can still be leash reactive. They're not connected. We can have no relationship with a dog and stop leash reactivity. I can stop leash reactivity with your dog online. I don't even know your dog. I don't need you to know your dog's name, age, or sex. I don't need to know if you have a relationship with a dog. They're not connected. We can stop leash reactivity the first day we meet the dog. We don't have a relationship with the dog. But then everybody makes an excuse. Oh, it's because the dog's afraid of you. No. It's because we're training. It's called dog training. It's called real dog training. And there's a difference. And it can be done fast. A lot of people say, oh, you're taking shortcuts. What do you mean I'm taking shortcuts? Who doesn't want to stop leash reactivity quick? Show of hands. Who doesn't want to stop leash reactivity quick? Oh, well, then it doesn't, well, then it doesn't last. Really? How do you know? Well, I tried to do it quick and it didn't last. Maybe you suck. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. Now, do we get dogs with leash reactivity that takes time? Of course we do. 20 years, 10,000 dogs? Of course we do. We deal with some extremely challenging dogs. The last dog we just got in, we have another dog coming in today. The last dog we got in had leash reactivity. It belonged to a very skilled dog trainer who couldn't figure out the code to crack. That dog was very, very challenging. Now, we stopped it really quick, but there were still signs of it that we didn't like. But at the go home, watch the go home. It's, it's free. It's up there. The wife who stopped walking the dog because of the leash reactivity. The wife who stopped walking the dog because of leash reactivity walked that dog the whole go-home session, even walked the dog around a dog park with barking dogs out of control. Because 50% of the skill set of a good dog trainer is training the owner. So, Leash reactivity. How do you stop it? You need to understand how to apply a punisher to an instill inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. That's a major, major rule on all unwanted behaviors. Then, how do you, so what do you need to do? You need to be skilled on different tools, techniques, philosophies to do that. Hold your dog accountable for even the smallest things in the house with high level of consequence so your dog understands they can't get away with even small things around the house. And then the dog will look at you like you're valuable. Not afraid of you, look at you like you're valuable. That's an emotional statement that the, 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 the mass amounts of people will put out there saying, oh, the dog is just afraid of you.
No, it's not. I'm just important to the dog. That's all. Recognize loading. Apply your punisher at the first sign of loading. And yes, believe it or not, teach your dog how to have a heel. But the heel doesn't stop the leash reactivity. But who doesn't want to walk their dog in a heel? Makes life a lot better. Dogs off leash, out in an open field, in the woods. Who cares? But the dog should have a good recall and be able to go into heel from off leash. All this stuff that I'm describing, we have on video. Every single thing. Everything. Leash reactivity is so big, the the... The, the leash reactivity course for 197 is actually from a leash reactivity seminar. That's all the seminar was. We did one every month in Providence. Every month we did one. They sold out, every single one. It's a huge issue. It's a huge issue because of the messaging that owners are getting not to correct their dogs. Next thing they know, they've got a leash reactive dog. We get comments all the time. Oh my gosh, I've got a 10 month old. In fact, I read one the other day. My Rottweiler is 10 months old and my it goes ballistic on the leash in public. I'm like, you better stop that or you're fucked. So we can help you. But you have a 10 month old dog you can't take out in public without it behaving. That's That's not going anywhere good questions Murph says good morning good morning uh, Murph how's Angela's room coming along it's going along great today they're painting I believe I believe they're painting and they've got some trim work on the outside of the building because we had uh, some landscaping removed so the bottom, um, uh, but the inside of the room, I believe, is getting painted today. Um, Garrett, good morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Alessandro, good morning. Good morning to you. Crazy nurse, good morning. Driving ballisting. A lot of people do that. A lot of people actually will put all my podcasts in a whole playlist and just we've had people drive across the country. Murph is using a dominant dog collar, the right tool to use for leash activity. It's not the right tool, but it is a great tool to use for leash reactivity. It takes the arousal out of a dog extremely, extremely quick. And then I put up the link to our Academyline Academy, academy.solidcaninetraining.com. Murph, I should say, can you use the dominant collar? Yes, you can. Apex, I would say proper loose Leash walking is the foundation work that addresses many issues, but in many cases, reactivity gets camouflaged with obedience without ever actually addressing the problem. Yes, I mean, Apex Canine, first of all, yes, all dogs should be obedience trained. Absolutely, positively. I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. But how many dogs out there do we see? We see them all the time. They don't heal. They're, 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 they're 10 feet in front of their owners. No leash reactivity. But yes, I want my dogs to be obedience trained and have good behavior and have proper manners. But, but 
obedience, the great thing about having a dog that's obedience trained is it just shows that the owner has put in the work as well, which is also nice. So that's also a good sign as well. But absolutely having a foundation. Now, there are many, many applications that we will leverage um, will leverage the obedience to help us eliminate an unwanted behavior. But you still got to address the unwanted behavior. Garrett says, uh, dealing with people and dog aggressive canines, what's your technique? Um, my technique is three months long. Gary, you're a brand new trainer. I would encourage you to hire uh, me for either a mentorship or for one-on-one consults. You're not going to get the answers here. And it's not dealing with people. It's helping people. But, and I would also stay with, I would stay away from aggressive dogs. Like right now you're working with service dogs, I, I believe, if I recall from your last posts. It's a huge, huge, you're, Everything you learned about service dogs, working with aggressive dogs, it's not in the same camp. It is not in the same camp. Most people don't work with aggressive dogs. Why? They can end your career. They can end your career. You can make a very good living without ever touching an aggressive dog. Should you have the skill set? Sure, for self-preservation. But that's not something that can be answered on this show. How to become an excellent dog trainer, which is 50% human, that's, that is not a short answer. But that is 50% of your responsibility as a dog trainer. So I would exp- I, what I would do, Garrett, hire me as a coach. You're at the beginning of your career, invest in your career. Invest in your career is the best money you'd ever spend. Imagine someone spending, you know, $5,000, which I'm not going to charge you, but I easily could, for you to make $100,000 this year. $5,000 for you to make $100,000. That seems like a fair trade-off, right? So... But aggressive dogs, the best way for you to learn about aggressive dogs is to actually mentor with somebody that works with aggressive dogs. There are so many nuances. I would encourage you not to do it alone. There's so many nuances, so much troubleshooting. Do an internship with somebody for free or pay them. But dealing with people, I want you to reword that. How can I help people? How can I serve people? You're not dealing with people. How can I help people? How can I serve people? It makes a difference. I'm not nitpicking at all. It's a huge, huge, huge thing. So, for instance... uh, Right now, I just... um, I'm a very positive thinker. Um, I'm doing a manifestation challenge, 21 day manifestation challenge with Gabby Bernstein right now. And, um, uh, I've been up since two o'clock this morning, already been to the gym and, um, I'm on day four of my manifestation challenge. And, um, a lot of stuff is what you put in your brain and what you then 
what you put in your brain affects your day. And if you say, I've got to deal with a client or I've got to help a client, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Huge difference. Um, Yuzuka. Hi, Jeff. My dog is now chemically castrated. Is it a good idea to surgically castrate him? I just don't want his dog reactivity to get worse after surgery. They've got, they're not connected. Hey, Angelo, good morning, honey. Make some quick breakfast. You've got worksheets in the printer, okay? okay. Thank you. I've never seen that the desexing of dogs stop leash reactivity. Has it ever happened? I'm sure it has. Has Prozac ever worked? I don't see it, but I'm sure it has. I would say close to 100% of the dogs that we work with have been desexed for leash reactivity. Meanwhile, we've got tons of dogs, not tons, there are many dogs who still have, that are still intact. They're not leash reactive. They're not aggressive. Driveway drills for leash reactivity, one of the many things that help Murph. Yeah, driveway dil, um, um, drills are fantastic. Garrett, um, just saying I feel every interaction is an opportunity for training. Of course it is. Absolutely. But when you're dealing with aggressive dogs, it's also who can end your career. I've been mauled. I've been thrown. I've been put in the hospital at the beginning of my career. There's thousands and thousands and thousands, if not millions of dogs out there who need your help that are not aggressive. But you, I would get a mentor that you can work side by side with for um, aggression. There are so many nuances. There's so much troubleshooting. One of the things that Joelle and I are doing is we're going to be doing live dog training. Live, unedited. Literally, you, you'll watch us train a dog. We have a brand, you know, brand new dog coming in, and we'll take you through all the steps. Kim says, my dog's um, almost perfect heel is a symptom of correction for loading reactivity. Yep. Thanks to the Green to Graduate, I learned how to use all the tools properly. Yeah, the Green to Graduate program is great, which can be found on, we have a great bundle on Green to graduate leash reactivity. So that's a great bundle um, that people can buy on the academy. XMG, I found the prong cower game changer. She just self-corrected from day one, but she knows when the flat cower is being used and reverts to type. Don't use the flat cower for now. This is the thing. How, how, how many miles have you walked in the prong cower? And why did you take the prong cower off? What's the rush? Flat cowers are not training cowers. Flat cowers hold dog tags, rabies tags, have the dog's name sometimes embroidered on them. And don't let a dog trainer say, if the dog was trained, it wouldn't need a prong cower. That's bullshit. That's a shaming, shaming comment. Do you know how many dogs pull on prong cowers? A prong cower is a communication device. You actually have to train the dog still. 
Do you think if I put a, a prong collar on a dog, it's going to all of a sudden know all of its commands? Do you think if I put a remote collar on a dog, it's going to know all of its commands? Do you think if I have a, a bag full of, uh, of dog food or treats, it's going to know all of its commands? No. You still have to understand dog training. But yes, prong collars are fantastic communication tools. And for people to say, oh, it's because it hurts the dog, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. The only thing you're good at is cutting and pasting. That's it. You know how to cut and paste. You don't know actually how to critically think. Garrett says, I use corrections, leash pressure, strong commands for aggressive dogs, leash pressure in the opposite direction of the handler with vertical. I understand that, Garrett. There's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. There's so many nuances with training a dog. All right? I can go to Home Depot right now and buy every tool that they have to build a house, and I don't know shit about building houses. I'm not saying you don't have skills. I'm not insulting you, even though it might sound like it. I'm actually not even giving you a hard time. I'm saying, be careful. Mentor under somebody. Intern under somebody. If you want to start working with challenging dogs, find someone that works with challenging dogs and literally volunteer your services. It's more than that. I've seen too many dog trainers get attacked by working with dogs above their pay grade. Or they get shitty results, then they tell the owner the dog can't be quote-unquote trained, when if the dog had a competent trainer, it could be trained. So yes, you're at the beginning of your journey. Keep going. Keep learning. Absolutely. You'll get better and better every day. But working with aggressive dogs doesn't work on a free podcast. That's an intense one-on-one -on -one thing. Or we just started our latest inner circle last night. We've got somebody with two aggressive dogs on there. Kim, the bonk was a three and done, three and done for me. Yeah, the bonker is a great tool. The bonker is a great tool. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. Again, I bring this stuff up because a lot of people like to um, uh, do everything from harass to blatantly um, uh, uh, make hate videos, which to me, you must have a lot of time on your hands. But for some weird reason, when I bonk a dog, it's abusive but when the ICP does a class on how to make a bonker, the ICP is a national dog training organization who I've lost all respect for because of their moral compass. It's not because I was kicked out. It's because they've lost their moral compass. They did a class at the annual convention on how to make a bonker. What? Why are you teaching abusive techniques, considering that tons of hate came from members my way? Now you're learning how to do it, and now you think it's some miraculous thing? Not you, Kim, but many people. Do the thousands of dog trainers bark dogs? 
very, very well known dog trainers, very well respected dog trainers, dog trainers that are putting the sentences that say, don't train like Jeff, train like this person. They use bonkers. Did you know that? They don't talk about it, but they do. They also light dogs up at 100. They don't talk about it, but they do. Many of them also helicopter dogs. They don't talk about it, but they do. I've been in this business long enough to know. But they don't have the balls to talk about it. They want to sugarcoat things. Sound smart. Make excuses. Alessandra, um, yesterday I tried the e-coward pulse on me. It's not that bad. If I can handle it, dogs handle it. I actually don't do that at all. I mean, I put it on my neck. I've, I've maxed the cow out at 100. But let me ask you this. But you're, you're comparing apples to oranges. I can sit you down and I can have a rational discussion with you. I can't do that with my dog. Do you taste your dog's food? Do you sleep in a crate? Do you walk barefoot in the snow with no jacket on? Do you piss and shit outside? When you go to the doctor, does he stick his finger up your ass to, to well, for prostates we do. But do they use a rectal thermometer or do they use a scanning thermometer or the one that they rub against your head? So I'm not against people putting shock hours on clients, but I think it's a disservice to do because they're not connected. Why? I'm not trying to kill dogs. But I assure you, if you're working with a dog that's trying to kill dogs, they're going to have two cowers on and they're going to get maxed out and it's going to hurt. We don't need to do that to ourselves. But if somebody was trying to kill somebody that I cared about, I mean, well, I would shoot them. But I'm saying is, if they had a knee cower on, you'd max it out. Garrett says 80-20 rule, 20% the trainer, 80% the owner. It's probably more like 50-50. The most, the most important part, but these are slogans, Garrett. Be careful with your slogans. We have the canine, train, train the owner. Yeah. I've been using these slogans for years. The most laborious part is the dog. The most important part is the, is, is the, is the human. But again, these are slogans. Now you have to actually know how to do it. And that's the biggest thing is so many people don't know how to work with clients. I would say the number one thing that we're struggling with other than the unethical behavior of um, dog of our industry is people actually don't know how to work with human beings because a lot of people, I'll take one of those, Angelo. Well, yeah, half of one on non. Yep. Just make another one. Um, most people don't know how to work with humans because they got into dog training because they actually don't like humans. 
but that's who writes the check. But also that's also the job because they're not your dogs. Don't train for your ego, train for success of the owner. Alicia, hey there. I don't know if you remember me from a few years ago. Just want to let you know that my wife and I implement a ton of your training methods and our baby is doing so much better. Your dog, because I don't know if I work with your baby. So good. I'm glad your dog is doing or your baby is doing better. If people just listened, I mean, I'm not speaking, I sound crazy, but everything I talk about is industry standards. They're industry standards. We use positive reinforcement to train obedience, industry standards. We apply punitive um, uh, 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 techniques to stop unwanted behaviors, industry standards. I believe in proper nutrition, industry standard, proper exercise, industry standard, proper manners, industry standard. It's called real dog training. It's called real dog training for the real world. And I just work with pet dogs. Alicia says complete um, turnaround on him and us. Awesome. So proud of you. I remember my first time coming here to your live session when he was only a year old. He's six now. Wow. Yeah, I get a lot of people that I'm on their I'm on their third dog. When you've been training for 20 years, say I met somebody when their dog was five, their dog passed, or they acquired a new dog, trained that dog, one of their dogs passed, maybe both by now. They had another dog. I trained their dog. So it's pretty, it's pretty, it's been a pretty wild ride over these last 20 years. That's for sure. Barbara says, put our dog in your board and train in Providence. Nice. Courtney was amazing. Yeah, Courtney is great. Our dog's a new pup. Same pup, um, different skills. And now all you got to do is just keep up with it. Just keep up with it, Barbara, and you'll do great. And listen to what Courtney has to say. She knows her shit. Garrett, I started with aggressive dogs from animal control. Got it. My apologies. A little different. Those dogs are just, uh, uh, it's, it's hard with animal control. It's hard with training dogs in shelters. The best way to get into aggressive dogs is like people in their homes. Just even training obedience with dogs in animal con in, in shelters is difficult because there's no follow through. There's no consistency. That's the biggest downfall. Everybody's on a different agenda. But you definitely learn your skills. You definitely learn your skills that way. So kudos to you. My apologies. I don't know. I mean, I just met you last podcast. I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, um, we also do boarding trains down here in Florida for FYI. If anybody wants to do a boarding train down here in Florida, we're located in the Bradenton. We're in Bradenton, which is by Sarasota. We do boarding trains down here. I'm Garrett. Uh, my pity was turned in three times for dog aggression. He goes everywhere with me now. Awesome. He was on the euthanasia list. I was volunteering, walked him three days a week, and now you own him. Awesome. Do you want to it up? Toasted, please. Toasted? Yep. Awesome. Proud of you, Garrett. Seriously, really proud of you. Kudos to you. Best way to learn, isn't it? Best way to learn. Like this? Yeah. Like Whatever. Just like just like you're making an English muffin. Okay. Absolutely want you teaching. Uh, Lisa says, desexing did not help my dog with leash activity. Um, 
No, it doesn't. Chris RM says, Jeff, you're an idiot. Chris, why am I an idiot? Why am I an idiot, Chris? Like, seriously, why am I an idiot? Or you just don't like me. Or you just don't like me or you think I'm a dog abuser. Or I'm just loud and brash. Because this is a podcast and this is entertainment. But why am I an idiot? Why? Because you show, did you see a did you see a, a a a video that was edited of me, quote unquote, abusing dogs? Have you ever seen me totally rehab a dog, start to finish, in a nice, calm, logical manner? Why am I an idiot? Why do you think I'm an idiot? And you're the one that jumped on my podcast and was rude. You couldn't have done. You could have chose not to. Did this, did, did this, is this what you wanted to do? Do you feel better now? Do you feel better about yourself? Do you have low self-esteem? That you had, to, you, had to, you had to insult somebody? Were you a bully in school, Chris? Were you a bully in school? That you had to insult others to make yourself feel better? Explain to me, why am I an idiot? I mean, IQ-wise, I probably score higher than you. Emotionally, my, my emotional intelligence probably is higher than yours. So what makes me an idiot? Is anything that I said today non-factual? Why am I an idiot? Want to come on my show side by side and have a, have, have, a, have a reasonable conversation? Would you like to have a conversation with me? Or do you want to just insult me? You want to just call me a dog abuser? Is that going to be your go-to? Dog abuser, dog abuser, dog abuser? Report me. You and the other millions of people that have. What makes me an idiot? I'm doing the exact same thing that, that thousands of other dog trainers are doing. Name me five dog trainers that you that are working with aggressive rehab, and I'll let you know how they train dogs. Explain to me why I'm an idiot. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing, Joelle. Someone says I'm an idiot. I'd like to know which, why you think I'm an idiot. Yeah. Melissa says, awesome. Um, it's so funny that, that all these people that I'm helping over the last 20 years, all of them, and then you make that comment. It's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm not looking to make friends. I expect 50% of the population out there not to like me. I'm just interested to know why. Um, Terry G says, what will, what, what will be the difference between Green to Graduate and the one you'll be doing with a new dog? Well, Green to Graduate is great because it takes you step-by-step. Step. There's 20-something videos. Step-by-step step from a totally green dog. Step-by-step step between a totally green dog to fully off-leash dog. You can watch it. You can reverse it. You can share with the whole family. The new dog that we have coming in, we're just going to be showing snippets of it. So... What the Green to Graduate's an actual course. It's an actual course. Um, Garrett says, the leash and training collar, I feel, are the telephone line for communication. Yep. XMG12, I've tried myself with prongs. Three millimeter, barely a prickle. But here in Ireland, I legally need a muzzle, but still get comments on the alleged cruelty of the prong. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing in Ireland, in, in, the U, in, in, in other parts you know, of the UK, like Wales has banned a lot of things. Scotland and England will be banning things. Um, 
you know, England is known for banning tools that they don't understand. England is known for banning a lot of stuff, not even a dog training related that they don't understand. Um, uh, so I think that it's, um, you'll always, like, having a remote collar on a dog, shock collar on a dog, a prong collar on a dog is not cruel. Thank you, Angelo. It's not cruel at all. It's the farthest thing from cruelty. Define cruelty. I ask these people, what's cruelty? Cruel, cruelty to a dog, abuse to a dog is irreparable harm. It's irreparable harm. Uh, Muzuka, um, are you against castration? No, I'm not. I'm not against spay and neuter at all. I'm, I'm for personal choice. I'm for personal choice. I also don't feel that it will stop any unwanted behavior. I have not seen it. I am sure it has with some dogs. I'm just not seeing it. But if you choose not to spay or neuter your dog, then don't. But first of all, if you're going to, I'd like you to, you know, I'd like to, wrong phrase. It would be nice if people waited till they were at least a year old. It would be nice. Allison says, good morning. I don't think anybody here wants to. Deb says, morning, Jeff. Refreshing to hear um, to the point trainer. Apex, Deb, that's me. Um, Debbie says, dealt with leash activity dog yesterday and the owner. Yep. Very hard to get the owner to correct it, to correct on prong because they're so used to pulling. So their brain wants to pull on the prong. I'm talking, yes, that, that's that one of the, one of the things that you've got to train Deb when it comes to leash activity, most people are trained. Most people, their mind works with pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, holding back. So it's a skill set to teach the pop, to teach the pop. Um, Jeffrey says, how to handle rescue that's fearful of most things than day-to-day uh, -day house activity. That's a different question than leisure activity. Ask that tonight on the Q&A. Tonight at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Joel and I will be on our Q&A. Constance says, um, following your techniques and our dogs are doing so much better, but it's like I can't believe it myself. They were so bad. I was always on alert, but now... Um, I'm on alert, but they aren't bad. I can't be the only person who's felt this way. Just keep going in time. It will feel like the new normal. Correct. It will. Are you playing Chucky with the dogs? Mm -hmm. Can you take Wes? Um, I'm sorry. Of course you will. Can you take Tex? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we get used to bad behavior. Then we start putting a, 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 um, uh, uh, a program in place. And then the next thing you know is we have um, better behavior. And it sort of sometimes does catch us by surprise. We're like, oh my gosh, this stuff is actually working. This stuff is actually working. And it surprises people. It surprises people. 
Yuzuka says, um, thank you for your answer. My dog is already two. So I'll, uh, I think a little bit more about neutering. Yeah. I mean, on a male dog, I mean, when you have a female dog that has got bloody cycles, that's not a good self cleaner. I guess you can diaper them up. Um, they can tear them off though. Uh, and then if you've got another male dog who's always bothering that dog and you don't know how to correct it, you know, that could be a pain in the ass. You might have to keep them separate. Obviously you can correct your male dog, but you know, I'm, I'm looking for another German shepherd right now. And um, if it's a male, I'm not going to desex it. If it's a female, I'm not going to desex it. Um, Sue says cruelty. Um, um, is also allowing unwanted behaviors to continue endlessly when they can be dealt with and done with. Out of control dogs make for a miserable existence. Yeah, like we can define cruelty many ways. I think I personally think it's cruel to never stop an unwanted behavior when it can be stopped in seconds. I think that's cruel. I think that that, that I think cruelty is all these shelters that don't allow dogs to be rehabbed properly. I think that's cruel. I think it's cruel for an animal shelter to actually not allow a trainer to actually stop unwanted behaviors, train wanted behaviors, and make the dog more adaptable because of an ideology that they hold. Meanwhile, most executive directors of animal shelters can't train dogs. Most of the board of directors can't train dogs. That's why dogs are being killed. Um, Garrett says, I appreciate you very much. I've been able to rehab these dogs and get them adoption. Garrett, kudos to you. Kudos to you, buddy. You're doing great work. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Um, and then Apex K9, you want to talk about wolf dogs? That's for another show. Yes, I've worked with wolf dogs. That's a whole other animal. Um, for, oh, I thought you wanted the key to my heart, which you already have. Chris already called me stupid. I don't need you to call me stupid. All right. All right. Madly in love with all of you folks. Tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the What Would Jeff Do show with a lovely Joelle, um, and who's about to take two of our dogs out for Chuck It at our Chuck It spot. Um, it's at, uh, and the link, I'll be putting up the link right now. I've just got to put up the thumbnail and it streams live on Facebook and it streams live on, um, YouTube as well. And you can, and you can also watch the repeats and Chris, since you never answered my question, you just jumped on my show and you just called me an idiot and you never responded. You know, most people that are bullies have got low self-esteem, low self-worth, hate each other, have unresolved issues from childhood and are actually pussies. So... And I'm easy to find. All right. Madly in love with you guys. Take care.